2: Here we go. My live coaching session. Are you guys good with this going live? Of these, course. All right. Absolutely. These two my, Kevin and Alan, Alan are two of my coaching clients. The reason I want them to come on is this is how a coaching session should go because these guys come prepared. They respect my 520 rule. Uh, they, you know, rapid fire me and they record everything Um, And they get really, really good questions. There's more development. I feel as if I owe them after every coaching call because they challenge me to really clarify what I'm saying, strengthening my signal, widening my spectrum and giving a clear message. So let's show everybody how a real coaching call is supposed to go. Let's make it happen. Go ahead, guys.
0: Right on. All right. So my first question is, number one, have you seen the documentary Heal on Netflix?
2: Not yet, but my wife and I are looking for more.
0: Yeah, so it, it's Bruce Lipton, uh, Joe Dispenza, Deepak Chopra, and they're basically talking kind of about the biology of belief and how for a long time we thought the body and the mind weren't connected. I'd love to get your take on, even without seeing it, I know that you're very versed in that. They're basically talking about how your mindset can heal you. And we all are have this mindset already. Maybe you're you know dreading going to work on Monday, maybe you're dreading this, dreading that, versus you who is abundant all the time can you talk a little bit about the mindset and how it affects us
2: yeah well the the mindset affects our feelings it affects what we say and what we hear and it affects what we do um and all of those affect our health um you know i use i am in order to effectuate the mind so what i believe is the commandment which means working with so the commandment of the universe or for those religious people could say the commandment of God, Buddha, Allah, whatever they believe in. When you command, the way that you command your mind to materialize what you want is to say, I am. So I am healed, I am wealth, I am health, I am happy. Uh, Those two words, I am, have been written down uh, and studied for so long and have been put and made into so many different books from ones that I've read and ones I haven't seen yet, but every great uh, leader has talked about the great. I am uh, from the beginning of time. So the mind is not just the healer. The the mind is the materializer, right? It, It starts. We talk about possibilities, the probabilities, the perspective all the time. The mind is what creates the what, right? The heart and soul creates the why the inspiration the heart and soul is what is connected to the greatest source of energy light and love and lessons and the mind is what either causes the interference or corrosion to the light love and lessons or it's what opens it up to accept and draw more power and it absolutely is the functionality that allows us to appreciate what we've received meaning adding value to it and for sure it is the perspective or the um or or reality that's created the materialization that's created is created from now the mind, which created the, what the possibility that then effectuated the why from the heart and the soul. And then we have discipline strategy and awareness, the materialization, but the mind is controlling the materialization through what we hear and say and think and do, because that's what we control and what we feel. The mind controls what we feel. The mind controls what we think, say, and do. The mind controls what we believe. And I'm sure some of the aspects of what I said, whether it was Joe or Deepak or any of the other mentors and associates that I have uh, in that movie, we probably talking about the same continuum and the power of the mind to make the what, the why, and the how.
1: My goodness. What a great start. So, Dave, I've got five questions here. And then I have one start at the top. I'm going to go right to the top here. So the start at the top one is if your children could only ever take one academic course in high school, which would you choose and why?
2: Statistics.
1: Statistics.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought, you know, I think fast. So it was history or statistics, history to teach them human nature. Um, but the universe is it's unraveling in, in front of me as a technology. And I I beat people with math every day Um, and I think utilizing time statistics, all all of the the actual efficiency, effectiveness and statistical success that falls into that class of statistics that I took and understanding how, you know, literally you can create advantages, margins of millionaires. All all types of awareness is created in statistics. Uh, And I think you have to be a math person to understand the universe as a technology. Uh, And I think the more technology enhances itself, more people are realizing, wow, maybe we are AI. Right? There is a a science and a technology to everything. So as much as I'd like to say history, which would be my second choice, because human nature never changes, I'm going to have to go with the future, not the past, and take statistics.
1: Can I I want to follow up real quick, Kev, if you don't mind. So there's something that I say often. I say that the problem is is that sometimes we're taught to think linearly when the universe works in exponentials. Can you please, for everyone listening right now, explain what I mean by that? Because I grew up hearing this constant phrase that always bothered me, which is I hate math. I hate math. I hate math. And in my mind, as a math guy, I'm obsessed with math. I always have been. I understand what they're leaving on the table in terms of fulfillment, acceleration, growth by that statement, because we're always going to have an aversion to that, which we hate, quote unquote. So can you go into linear versus exponential and how you explain it?
2: Absolutely. So these guys gave me a softball. Usually they give me the challenging ones, like the first one. Uh, It's acceleration growth in segmentation. And so why math is so important, once again, is that our senses, what we see hear, smell, touch and taste are very inaccurate and they're based upon one thing, a memory, which is even more inaccurate. So when we're perceiving data, we have inaccuracies and no stable data. And so why is that important in segmentation, acceleration and growth is that that's what causes us to quit uh, because we perceive that we're stuck. We, we perceive no growth, no acceleration. We perceive we're on the wrong path. In uh, the analogy that I've been using lately, which you guys have probably heard already, but you know, if I had 20 strings all the same size except for one, and one of those strings was one millimeter longer, and I let you first use your eyes, touch, smell, and all your senses and memory to figure out which one, you'd be incapable of figuring it out. Okay. If I told you which one it was, and then put them behind my back and laid them back out again, You would be incapable of remembering which one it was, even though you know which one it was that there is the problem with acceleration and growth is that we grow and accelerate at such a minimal size, but it's exponential. So if you use the the law of doubling or exponentiality and you can segment out things. And so I take a small measurement like a millimeter and I say, how big is a millimeter get if I keep doubling it 20 times? right 20 segments and if i do that it's an extraordinary number right it's two, it's 2 million million m- millimeters that's an extraordinary head start in 20 segments so even if it took me a year to gain a millimeter of what i'm trying to do uh, pursue my potential and it took me 20 years to get to 2 million millimeters I'm way ahead of everyone else. The problem is we can't comprehend it because of the math. People are afraid of the math. They resist the math. They're stuck into t- a time frame that's, uh, like you said, linear, not vertical. And so they can't understand, oh, my God, I've made so much progress this year. I've gained a millimeter. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, I've gained two millimeters. And then the next year, four millimeters. By about that time, everybody's quit. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just have to realize that we grow and expand in exponential rate. We accelerate in an exponential rate through only enjoying the consistent everyday, persistent without quit pursuit of those millimeters. And so I try to teach people to enjoy the millimeter. And if you mm-hmm. can't the millimeter, you will get to 2 million millimeters faster than 20 years. Just consider it 20 sec, because it'll go one year, 11 months, not 10 months, nine months, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Then it'll get to a week, then a day, then an hour, and then a, then a minute, and then a moment. Right and I've done that even to getting to center. I've exponentially increased the rate in which I can get back to center because my ego still creates resistance shortages, voids, interference, and corrosion. I just get back to center faster, but I still have that ego rear its ugly head at me and put me into the wrong trajectory
0: hmm. measure like how do you measure progress because I know you said you don't put you don't want to put a time on something you don't want to put any limitations, although it's Something that you enjoy, right, the persistent, consistent pursuit of something that you love, is that still something that you check in on? How do you actually measure that when the, the growth is so small?
2: So I know man, uh, that time is a man-made construct. So I use instead of time against me, I use it for me by lowering the bar and extending out time. Right. The same way that we build habits and disciplines, we lower the bar and extend out time to make it easier to get movement or activity because nothing happens until it moves. So, for example, if I was building a brand for someone, I would tell them that our objective is to get two ambassadors of a brand, two people that would not only buy what we were selling, but also tell other people to buy it, two people at a time. And I'd say in a year. All we need to do is that and we'll be successful in 20 years. Now, I've lowered the bar and I've extended out my brand 20 years. Now, interesting enough, when you put dollars to it, it changes really fast. And I've done this, as you guys know, because I think you've seen this example with my own consulting business. Uh, people try to hire me all the time to build their brands. I've done it traditionally, digitally, in every aspect from radio, print TV, and social media now, proven that I know how to build a strong signal spectrum and a frequency of clarity to build a brand that people will recognize and monetize. So what did I do? I went out there and it started as a joke. I said, who here would pay me 10 grand to build your brand So, two people for two ambassadors? 10 grand a year? And, and everyone's like, no. And I said, well, in year two, how many would pay me 20 grand to get you four ambassadors in 2 years nobody raised their hand who would pay me 30 grand to get me eight who would pay me right all the way down the line well until i got to you know 2000 ambassadors for 100 grand a couple people were interested but in 15 years when i got to 64000 ambassadors there was people that you know had brands that they could monetize it was worth 150 grand for 64000 ambassadors and then of course everyone raised their hand for 200 grand to pay me in 20 years to get them 2 million ambassadors. Now, when you put money to things, it's so interesting. It's like pulling time out and putting money in changes people's perspective because what you're doing is blending the faith monetization with the the material monetization. What do I mean by that? Someone could tell me they hate uh, emails, right? I've had a client tell me, Dave, I hate emails. I get so many emails. I hate them. I said, you don't hate emails. I said, you're just not finding the light, love, and lesson in the emails. I could change it by taking out time and infusing in money. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, I'll give you $1,000 for every email that you get, and I'll give you 2000 for every one you send. Too bad you hate emails, bro. <laughs> All of a sudden, he loved emails, right? We find a light, love, and lesson by extracting time, right? You, got, you can send out as many as you want, man, as much time as you want. And in, in injecting money, you do those two things. We're tricking uh, the universe to blend the man-made constructs with the materialization of math.
1: Interesting. Wow. All right, Dave. So I talked to Kevin in the preamble about this when we were prepping and I wanted to t- get your take on something I've been saying. I, I, At the beginning of my coaching calls, I'll say something along the lines of, I think there's four reasons. There's four ways you can go about life. And I think there's three reasons why people don't succeed. Number one is they don't have a system at all. Number two is they have a system, but it's not based on sound principles and it's not customized to their own unique goals and core values. And number three, they do have a system. It is based on their core values, their unique goals, and it's based on sound principles, but they don't do it consistently. Those are the three. The fourth person, has a system. It is based on their own unique goals and dreams, their own core values, and they do it consistently. So what I basically told Kevin, I was going to ask you to poke holes in that and or give to everybody your perspective on that.
2: So number one, that is probably pretty close to true in the conscious realm, in a realm where you control what you do by what you think, say and do. Uh, Where you have variables that are independent and dependent for your success to your objectives is what exists in the 40,000 of the same thoughts, the neural pathways that you have, the neuroplasticity that you have in order to effectuate your belief system, which is interacting with your unconscious competency. Have you ever met someone? that thinks says and does what you consider to be all the wrong things with no objectives, no goals. And they're the people that end up with everything. They have an extraordinary family, millions of dollars, all they're there, man, they're there. And you're like, how'd that happen? Because nothing's more powerful than what is quantum in your nature. Nothing is more power than the pre-programming, at least from four generations. But I believe it's in multiple lifetimes, even billions of lifetimes, that you have a quantum potential that sends out a frequency that you just get the touches of favor. Uh, You're the nanny for Schwarzenegger that ends up, you know, getting a job and him funding you and you. Whatever it may be, you cannot help but get in your own way. Like it's, it's an amazing thing. Um, I think there's several different journeys um, that you can have for me. Uh, It's a daily inventory. So let me just give you a little shift on how to work within the context of the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious continuum. Uh, I believe that if you take a daily inventory of your values and you allow yourself to be a hypocrite, that you'll expand, accelerate, and learn at a faster rate, that you'll learn to love what you do and find the light, love, and lessons in what you're doing by taking inventory of your personal experiential giving and receiving values, utilizing the ask and attract methodology of a series of questions, of finding the people that you can be of service and of value and create a void as well as people sponsors and power sponsors that you can ask do you know anybody that can help me tie that into where you're talking your goals objectives etc looking and studying attention plus intention every single day consistently into what you have planned into what you don't have planned the white space the blank space in your calendar and of course sleep which not only provides you recovery, but also allows you to plateau and grow by accelerating your livelihood at night by allowing the subconscious and unconscious mind to access more power, more energy, more light, more love and more lessons so that you don't live the myth of Sisyphus that you're just pulling up a boulder all day to the top of the hill, allowing it to roll down and start at the bottom of the hill tomorrow. You've actually plateaued and growed starting your day at the highest frequency so you can expand at least equal to if not higher for the rest of the day you also learn to stay present so doing it now as you know 100 percent of the things you do now get done if you get stuff done you will be someone who actually gets to their objectives and goals much quicker than most people who don't get anything done if you can take it a step farther and utilize and combine it with you being a student in your calendar paying attention and putting intention into what you couldn't do now by prioritizing it by what's most important first and then allowing you to schedule those types of things to get those things done once again more exponentiality um, if you can and then finally and most importantly to work within the context of the conscious subconscious and unconscious mind we have to understand that fear and practicing ending fear is a practice right we need to practice it every day and so if you are in the practice of ending fear, number one, identifying what fear is, the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, guilty, resentful, any of those and many, many more that you can identify. Learning to stop, drop and roll, meaning stop when you identify it, drop down by breathing into neutrality or center or your higher frequency, and then roll back into the trajectory of your preset inventory of values that you set, personal, experiential, giving and receiving, you actually can enjoy Right, have a perspective of happiness from consistent behavior, even though that your senses are fooling you and telling you there's no advancement, no acceleration, no growth, even though you're stuck in perception, you can still enjoy the consistent, persistent. You're not going to quit, even though you feel like you're stuck because you know through all these processes, these not just theoretical, but pragmatic practices that you are growing and expanding and exponentially, you will get there because you have detached the enjoyment from the outcome of your potential. They, you literally have attached your enjoyment, your happiness, your emotions to the consistent, persistent pursuit, not to the outcome. Therefore, it'll actually help you not only accelerate it faster, but exponentially grow higher and farther.
0: My goodness! Right, <laughs> get time for one more day. Yeah. Um. So, the biggest one of the biggest differences, or the things that has made a big difference for me, is not fearing feedback. On one call recently, we said, "Hey, Dave, from your perspective, what are we screwing up? Like, let us hear it. How can, what can we say to help other people understand the benefit of the feedback? It's not the pain." Or if you take it as pain, but you're getting so many lessons and you're learning so much about yourself that you might not see if you're looking in the mirror by yourself.
2: Yeah, feedback causes pain It's just an indicator that you need to learn a lesson. And so it also, if feedback causes you pain, you have the Dave Meltzer need, the one that gets fed no matter what a need that I wish I could transfer over to the need to feed people. If I could feed people as quickly as my need to be offended. Oh my God, everybody on the world would be fat because one (laughs) need, one need that never disappoints is the need to be offended. And Dave Meltzer was the King of being offended. I had some deserving right for some reason that everybody owed me respect and gratitude and forgiveness and all the other stupid things that I thought. And so, you know, to understand that when we are asking for feedback, we're asking for help. Right. We are actually creating less interference and voids. And if when we receive feedback, it hurts, is because you have a lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. If you've experienced pain in any way, spiritually, mentally, physically, or financially, if you receive pain, all it is is an indication that you have to learn a lesson. And the best way to learn the lesson is to ask for help. Uh, and that help is, can I get your feedback on something? What do you think about this? Maybe someone has already paid the dummy tax. Maybe someone already had the pain. I had a conversation with you know, one of the girls in my house uh, here about the perspective of a 19 year old boy, right? I, I, I was sharing with them and I, I could tell that I caused, you know, her pain by giving the perspective of, Hey, you may be doing this and you don't mean to or intend to. I have my favorite saying in my office is when people are like, I really didn't intend to do that. I'm like, I wish you did. Because then I could fire you, right? <laughs> but if you didn't intend it, how can I get, how could I, you know, if you didn't intend it, it's just a lesson, so we're okay. Um, so... Please, not only is asking for feedback and a direct route to expansive expansive growth, and that's why I do executive coaching, that's why I started private group coaching, right? Because, you know, I don't have the time to get everybody one-on-one, not everybody can afford uh, me and my time, and I also have to guarantee profitability, so not everybody can I help to guarantee profitability for um, but I did it because I need to give feedback to people, and it's almost a double dose of feedback. One is the actual feedback that I have; the other, the feedback is the react feedback. Now, now mark this down, and we'll end on this one. I want you guys for your homework to identify react feedback. Um, so, because you guys are open to asking for feedback, and I can tell sometimes I give you feedback and. You know it still hurts <laughs> even though you're uh, you know justifying that it shouldn't hurt i, I know i hurt your feelings sometimes <laughs> and you know I, and I hurt other people's feelings, my family because i'm very I, I think it's expansive and so what i want you to practice is just identify when i have react feedback meaning someone's giving me feedback and then i'm getting feedback on how i react to show me where i need to work to show me yeah. where i have pain emotionally physically mentally and like My biggest example, and I'm going to let you guys go, you know, I hated my father, right? He was an overseller, back-end seller, liar, cheater, manipulator. Uh, And as you know, in 2006, two years before I lost everything, I ended up realizing that I hated my father uh, because of all the things I hated about myself. That is react feedback. And until I could get the react feedback and learn from it and address the pain that still chokes me up today because I know that I'm on the journey because I have a quantum nature to oversell. I have a quantum nature to be an under, you know, that basic oversell and manipulating sales guy. That's a quantum thing in me and I don't like it about myself and I continually work on it and I know that I have react feedback uh, and that reaction is so important to becoming a better person, being my own chief betterment officer, expanding, accelerating and raising my frequency so I can help other people raise theirs like YouTube gems. I know I had Mike diamond on before I got Alan and Kevin diamond. These guys are the diamonds in the rough. They're incredible. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable and allowing me to not only do this live, but record these. And I'm hoping that you guys come on every other week so we can do this for your, for your, for your coaching, if it's okay.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dave. This has been wonderful. We appreciate you guys it. Are the
2: best, man. Thank, Thank you, you, you so much.
0: Thank Talk you. Soon. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share this with your friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyper-conscious.